Welcome to the Open Mind Space podcast. My name is Renee, and together with my husband Murray, we're about to have a pretty open chat with one of our members, Brett Campton. Brett is a drug and alcohol counselor. He's one of our members here at the Open Mind Space, and he's one of Murray's friends as well from a few years ago. So have a listen as the guys chat about their experience with drug and alcohol addiction and their road to recovery and how yoga spirituality has changed the path for them. Welcome back everyone to the Open Mind Space podcast. So today we have Brett, Brett Campton. So He's um, one of the members here at the Open Mind Space. Also, I've been friends with him for about maybe over 12 years. Mm. 2005, I think. Yeah, about 2005, so mm. a long time. We've um, experienced a lot, both of us been through a fair bit. So um, we don't have any set questions, it's sort of an open conversation. It sort of leads itself, really, so... Mm. But there is an intention behind this mm-hmm. conversation. So my intention anyway is that you guys have life experiences that are very far outside of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in uh, one of the earlier podcasts, Murray, we talked about your experience with addiction, drug use, um, time in jail and that's something so far outside of my world because I don't really have anyone in my life that has been that far in and Brett you have a pretty similar history what do you want to share a little bit about your life story an abbreviated version okay um I guess uh it started I guess early in my childhood yeah Mm -hmm. um I had some pretty significant trauma early on in life I didn't realize at the time that's what it was but um yeah, I guess I sought, um, I sought comfort around that, you know, and, and um, I tried a bunch of things before I got involved in drugs, you know, like I, I used to, um, you know, I used to make up stories about myself and tell people my name was Trent <laughs> and I, you know, I come from, you know, Queensland and just made up radical stuff that, that was untrue, you know, because my reality and my truth was... Um, unbearable at the time mm-hmm. yeah so when substances came along i was alcohol was the first thing i was introduced to um and it it, it softened that you know it, it mm. took away that um that discomfort that distress that um just seemed to be on all the time like it just seemed to be a, an enduring kind of part of my life you know so um, when the opportunity came up, it was natural, you know, to, to take that first drink. And um, I, was at, I was at a family Christmas party and one of the other kids who was a little bit like me, I guess, you know, um, found, found or had access to the liquor cabinet and we just wiped ourselves out. Mm-hmm. We got caught. We did a bunch of dumb stuff. We spray painted a car, like, I think we were about seven or eight at the time. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and I just longed for that experience mm. afterwards, yeah. you know. Um, 
And I guess it was a few years later before something else happened. I, I think I was introduced to, to cannabis when I was about 12. Mm. Yeah, and I started, to, I started to smoke that while I was away on holidays with the family. Mm. Um, you know, I'd exhausted all those other things, you know, telling people stories about myself that weren't true, <laughs> you know. Um, Trent was my, was my kind of... Um, my other identity, you know, I'd like, like like Clark to Superman, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, except I was hiding something a bit more kind of I don't know, um, a bit darker. But like I'd be down the street with my parents, you know, in this small holiday town up the coast, and um, you know, a girl would walk past and say, "Hi, Trent," and I'd be just like, "Oh, <laughs> just in the horrors," you know. And I, I used to, I used to wish that I was you know, that I was adopted and, like, all this stuff. Like, I just never felt comfortable in my life, you know. And um, so when substances came along, it just kind of, it just made me feel more at ease. I could be what I thought was my real self yeah. under the influence of something, you know. Yeah. Totally. I could be Brett, you yeah. know, and I could belong to that family and I could do, you know. Um, it, it just made life more accessible for me. Yeah. It, it was it was inaccessible prior to that, you know. So, because that's the running theme with <clears throat> most people who get involved with is like this level of discomfort um, we or they experience within themselves may mm. not be real, mm. but it's real enough to want to seek relief. Right. So we find it. Yeah, it, like it comes into our lives, and we find it. And we just go, "This is the answer." Yeah, it's like. Finally, I feel like I can fit in. I don't have this heaviness, this anxiety or this constant chatter of the mind about things that aren't particularly real. Yeah. Instantly, this stuff just falls away and we're mm. able to be a part of this stuff that we feel so disconnected mm. from. Yeah. So it's interesting because I, I can relate to that of like not feeling it, fitting in or wanting to be someone different or creating different personas. Because I think all of us do that to some degree to try and fit in. We offer a different version of ourselves. Where do you feel it... Be, where does it kind of click and become like an addiction or take takes over? Like is it there's just the desire so much to not be in that discomfort that it's... It, it, I mean, it creates it creates a discomfort of its own, doesn't it? It's well, like I was just about to say, it's like mm. after <clears throat> a certain period of time, then it mm. starts t- tilting back the other way, right? Yeah, it's a self it's a self perpetuating problem, yeah. you know. So, um, and once you start, once I start to, um, you know, be that kind of deceitful and that kind of dishonest, it it that's something else that needs to be comforted, yeah, because suddenly I'm, I'm, I'm out of alignment. I'm so far removed from what I know to be true and what's real. Um, things start to get blurry there. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So you start, I don't know if you experience the same as well, Murray, that you start to create these lives that you're not really sure what's real and what's not yeah. anymore. Is yeah. that... Well, the, what, well what, what was real or perceived to be real was awful, mm. you know, Domestic violence, alcoholism, like the stuff that that people are exposed to, I guess, in, in their early lives is traumatic, you know, mm. for, for, a, for a lot of people. Um, I, I certainly don't think that, that we're, we're unique. I think it's it's more common than people, totally. you know, yeah. want to recognise. So yeah. it's, um, but yeah, it's, 
it was um, looking back on it with with awareness now. Um, I'm able to see the kind of moving parts of it, you know, and the anatomy of what was kind of happening, which yeah. is um, which is relieving, you know, because I was so I was so bound up, you know, I was just a big knot of that mm. stuff the whole way through my life, you know, and um, and I was doing just reckless, idiotic things without any kind of understanding why, you know, mm. like I had no idea what was driving me to do the stuff I was doing, mm. you know. When did that question come in? So when do you think there was the moment? Because that's a really good point. A lot of us, not just in the addiction or in the reckless world, but we do a lot of behaviours unconsciously. Um, We behave, we react in certain ways unconsciously. Where for you did that question come in of why am I abusing the substances? Why am I... Did that was that a question that came in? Yeah, it it was. I mean, for me, it was always there. Okay. You know, like I was always like, I don't know why I do this. Like it's it's kind of weird. I know it's destructive. It harms me, but I, I don't know. There was there wasn't another choice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was almost like I didn't have something else to choose from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was it was there. It was ready. It was accessible. It was in my street. Everyone was doing it. All my neighbours. You know, um, it wasn't that kind of far out you know i think that's the really good uh, really good point too it's like um for people that get involved with it from such an early age we don't actually learn um what other avenues there are (laughs) so we attach to this and it's like in the fun it's like very relieving comforting all of those things but over time then the behavior of an alcoholic or an addict or someone in that scene starts to kick in and then what's Mm. attached to that behaviour is the remorse, Mm. the guilt, the shame and this continues to feed that cycle. Now we need to, like you said before, we need to comfort that now. Mm. So I think um, it's like that, what you said, it's like this big snowball and then we become this big ball of of whatever it is and we don't know how to to fix it and it, it just keeps that momentum, that snowball effect. Um, And I know some of your stories, so I suppose for you, when when was the, I suppose, the moment, like you've been doing that for some time, what what was the defining moment where you choose to have a look at something different? I think when the the consequences just become that unbearable, Mm -hmm. you know. I'd, I'd been back to jail several times. That's never pleasant. <laughs> That's never a pleasant experience. Nah. But, um, you know, going back there and, like, you know, I, I really did have bigger kind of ideas for myself, you know. Like, I, I kind of always thought um, more of myself, Really, but that's the paradox, you know. Like I thought more of myself, but I didn't think much of myself mm. at the same time. Like, yeah. how do you resolve that? You know what I mean? Like, that's a hard thing to, you know, it's a hard thing for a kid to to try and wrap their head around. So, stuff it. Let's just get wasted and we'll figure it out later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. That's what happens. Mm. Yeah. So, the consequences became unbearable. No. For Murray, you shared, you, you made it happen that you went to rehab. Like, you, mm. you made that happen. Um, so, Brett, what happened for you? What was, like, kind of one of the first steps where you started? And I'm sure that there's, like, steps forward and then steps back and then steps forward and then steps yeah. back. And yeah. Le- leaps forward and leaps backwards. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
I don't ever think I don't really think I ever had a a, a great deal to do a great deal to do with that. Yeah. It always seemed to be conditions outside of my control. You know, yeah. so I'd get arrested and I'd be on remand, and then there'd be an opportunity to go to rehab. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like um, avoid a jail sentence, go to rehab. You know, I don't know how many times I did that. Must be like dozens, literally yeah. dozens of times. Um, I, I did an inventory on how many times I went to treatment. Like this is like fifteen years ago, and it was up to thirty something then. Wow! You know, so um, I've done that circuit a lot. Yeah. Um, and and for some reason I just kept finding myself in the right place. You mm. know, um, I didn't understand why. Like people like that were on the same circuit as me, they were all dying, you know, people around yeah. me, they're just... Yeah, I witnessed this as well. ...dropping left, right yeah. and centre, and I, I couldn't figure out why I kept going, you know? Yeah. yeah. I was just I was just kind of blessed like that, and, um, you know... But there was a part of me that was yearning for something else, and I think that's the part of me that kept me alive, you know what I mean? That, that, that at least got me to turn up, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, then, and then those treatment centres that I went to exposed me to other things other mm-hmm. other kinds of treatment you know and mm-hmm. 12 like the 12 step movement is is massive and and it's been a big influence in my life i've been involved in 12 step recovery since i was a kid and um i was first introduced to it when i was 16 and um <clears throat> and it's just always been a beacon of hope for me you know because i've seen people there living manageable lives you know and um I just didn't understand what they were doing different. You know? Yeah. Um, and it took some time. Like, I had to have a lot of stuff stripped away from me before I was that kind of ready, yeah, yeah? to do that stuff. Because what, they, what they're asking is pretty – it's pretty big, you know. Like, totally. you got to be truthful. Like, what? <laughs> Suddenly now I've got to be truthful? My whole life has been built on a lie. Yeah. You know, and now I've got to start telling the truth? Whoa. And that was a massive swing, you know, like, and something I resisted for so long. Well, I'll do everything else except getting the honest part, you know. I'll just, you know, I'll just, I'll make the the friendships and I'll do the service, I'll do all that stuff, but I'm not getting honest. I'm not telling you anything about me. I'm not letting you get any closer than this. Yeah. 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 Because my experience of intimacy prior to then was painful. You know what I mean? Like the people who were meant to love and care for you caused you pain, you mm. know? And that's so. the big thing. So I heard you touch on it um, a little bit earlier, like experiencing that disconnect at a young age and then coming out of addiction and moving into recovery, then also wanting that distance, like keeping mm. that disconnect. Yep. And it's a really tricky phase because you're coming out of a lifetime of where you use substances to soften, mm. soften that connection point, like... The, the space in between was blurred and you felt comfortable to engage with people, mm-hmm. not on an honest level, no. but it was some form of connection. Yep. So we can't come out of addiction into recovery. Then we're asked if we move into like a 12-step program, we're asked to do all of these things, be truthful, connect, turn up as ourselves, share our story, um, work with others, all of this stuff, but we don't have the buffer anymore. Mm. <laughs> like we're asked to do all of these things that really are foreign to us without the yeah. the buffer that was making this stuff really easy. So um, also Brett is a drug and alcohol counsellor. 
So this is a really important um, thing that I think would it'd be nice to like talk about also because people that have had an experience can best help someone in in the same in the same place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of one of the the founding principles of the twelve step movement is that. Um, it's it's one addict or one alcoholic helping another. Mm-hmm. You know? I think that's that's yeah that's vital for for us. Like you were mentioning, you know, we're, we've come from this world where we've been so disconnected. We we need um, we need the antidote and quick, you yep. know, and that's through familiarity, familiarity, you know, and and that kind of connection that we get with each other and. Um, there aren't many places you get that. That's right. You know where it's where it's there, ready for you to That's arrive right. at, arrive yeah. into. You People know? are waiting to offer it to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and um, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, they're really big on nurturing newcomers. You know, like they they kind of they kind of catch you and, and ease you in. That's the the ideal, anyway. You know, um, so it's yeah, it's it's. Um, it's fundamental. Totally. Yeah. And um, I think, so what I, I know from my own story and I've also um, listening to some TED Talks and stuff like this and just being through that life and then coming from that life into recovery where I had to like sort of learn this new way of living, that that connection was super important building like firstly in that nice comfort place where people are ready to offer it to you but then learning to form that outside of that like branching out and going in search of the things that fill the voids you bet yeah yeah Yeah. um i I don't think there's any um i don't think there's any movement or any form of treatment that claims to be everything to everyone Mm -hmm. do you know like we um you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, for example, says that it's it's just but a beginning, you know, for, for us. And, um, you know, and we're encouraged to go on and seek, continue to seek, mm-hmm. you know, beyond beyond there. That, that's given us the foundation to kind of operate from. Yeah. And we learn some valuable principles in that as well. That, that should never be undervalued. You know, we learn truthfulness. Really solid open, foundation. You bet. Mm. Open-mindedness. So what do you, so you said like that's your foundation then you go to explore so I I know you've done a bit of exploration so what what are some of the things outside of that like your own things that have resonated for you that have yeah. carried you further in your journey Yeah There's there's been some in there's been this this <laughs> enduring presence of this particular spiritual book that I that I avoided for years like it kept popping up you know and then Eckhart Tolle started to talk about it and wrote about it in the book and um, and so for me, it's, a, it's I study this Course in Miracles, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just something that, I, that I've just um, taken to naturally, you know. But, but more recently, I mean, that, that helped correct a lot of my thinking, mm-hmm. you know, um, above and beyond what the steps could do in, in AA for me. Um, but, but more recently, you know, like the, the yoga stuff and the meditation stuff that I get to experience here with you guys... Mm. It's just been it's been phenomenal. Like I've seen some phenomenal change in myself here, mm. um, and I noticed myself a lot less. That's awesome. Like I was like all I ever thought about. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like seriously. And and I've been around for a while. You know, I've done some work, and yeah, yeah. and um, and I was still all I ever thought about. You mm-hmm. know? 
Um, and I'm much more conscious of that these days, and I, I'm learning to be more other-centred, which is, um, which is kind of new for me, yeah. you know. The, the principle of that never made sense to me, you know. Like It's a really important point because I also <laughs> went through the same process. Like, it got to a point, like, I found yoga also, and for the first time ever, it was funny. Like, I felt so connected to myself like my physical self and like this self that existed outside of the mind. Mm. And then it was like that spirituality path that also I was always drawn to, but mm. because of the way I was living, it was just like disconnected from it. Yeah. Um, mm. Being of service to others is, is like, um, it's like a massive gift, you know? Like I never really, they talk about it in, in the 12 step fellowships, you know, like about, um, you know, working with others and mm-hmm. tireless work with others and yeah. the best way to treat our, you know, um, our less than ideal behaviour is through tireless work with other people, you know. Um, you know. We can only keep what we have by giving it away. To an addicted mind, that doesn't make sense. Exactly you know? right. <laughs> so, so we get to this point where it's less about us right. and more about what we can do for other people. Yeah. And I think for, for myself and also I've noticed massive change in you over the last couple of years also around this stuff. So mm. it's been less about what you can get right. to try and fill this yeah. void. Yeah. And it's like the unravelling. It was like all of a sudden I realised and I've seen the same thing take place in you. It's like, hold on, if I begin to give more mm. than like with boundaries, mm. then this void that I've been trying to fill for so long actually yeah. disappears. Yeah. And I feel so much more comfortable with mm. myself. I feel aligned with mm. what's happening around me. There's not this struggle of like, why do I fit, still feel this way when like, yeah. like what I'm getting? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and the course that I study talks about this stuff too. Like, giving and receiving can't be separated. Like, one can't exist without the other. Yeah. You know? And um, you know, and that's another one of those paradoxes that are built into this. You know, like. Um, so the selfish thought is to no, I must keep this to keep this. You know what I mean? But yeah. but we're taught to to kind of give it away to be able to keep it. Um, and the next part of that story is that we actually we actually benefit more from that. Yep. You know what I mean? From from being able to share with that and 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 to you know to watch other people change and grow as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much more fulfilling. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that that old lie that that. Um, yeah, once we're once we're addicted, that's that's it. You know, mm. leopard can't change his spots and all that stuff. It's no longer true for us. Well, yeah. So I I see that <coughs> that phrase. It's like like once an addict, always an addict. And it's funny because I think when I look at it and that phrase, I think they've got it around the wrong way. Mm. I think we were born like hypersensitive right. to what's happening around us, and we're unable to process and deal with it. So then we become the addict or the alcoholic and that's what we need to unlearn so and come back to our true nature Mm. and find a way uh how can i exist with within this space Mm. the way i am maybe super connected energetically or spiritually Mm. super like sensitive to what's happening around me how do i operate and live in this space whilst nurturing and honoring who i actually am you bet you bet my the thing that I wanted to change about myself the most was like my sensitivity and, and my, um, which, which is now like one of my biggest assets. Do you know what I mean? Mm, like I'm totally, I get people and I'm able to be, 
um, more for people mm-hmm. due to that. That's, yeah. That actually makes that possible, you know. Mm. If I wasn't that kind of sensitive, I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know someone was struggling, you know, because I wouldn't exactly be right. attuned to it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you found this place. It's funny because I remember um, like prior to you getting here, there was like this resistance from Brett's around trying yoga and it's like, and I'm never one to like force anything that like my ideas or what I don't do in my life that I definitely don't like force it onto people and saying this is the cure. But I know like meditation, number one meditation for everyone <laughs> will improve yep. every area of your life almost immediately. Mm. Simple yeah. as that. Like yeah. if you take time out of your day to, to be able to sit with yourself, have a proper meditation practice, things will get better. But then um, like the, the asana, like the physical practice of yoga also. So mm. I remember when you, when you first came here and it was like, and I remember the comment you made, it's just like, you said, I need to stop resisting this. Mm. Absolutely. Because it, it wasn't the first time it came up, you know. <laughs> like um, Yoga's been kind of swinging in and out of orbit for a really long time. And, and um, I see people that have benefited from it over the years and I've kind of even found myself deliberately turning away from them because I knew there was something there for me. It just requires um, effort, you know, and it requires discipline and and determination to keep turning up and and rocking up on the mat, you know. And um, I, I remember when I first started coming here, there was like every day was a battle, you know. And I'd start negotiating with myself before I even left the mat about the next day. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, like, oh, I've got to come back here tomorrow, you know. And I'd, I'd be in my head like, you know, and, and um, that became less and less over time because I was determined, you know. And, and um, I don't know how I found that determination, I guess, um, you know, just watching you guys. and Because and, this is a really warm, welcoming environment, you know, and, and the people are friendly here. Um, it kind of turned a lot of the ideas I had about a yoga community on its head, you know, like um, always thought it was, I don't know, I guess I had some um, preconceived ideas about it, you know, that it was a little bit, yeah. Um, But that's not how I found it to be at all. Look, I've found it to be really warm, loving and, Mm. you know, which is what a guy like me needs more than anything, you know. Like that's that's the stuff that treats me yeah. in, in my, um, you know, in my dis-ease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's a really good point for that dis-ease. It's like when we talk about like the disease of addiction or um, disease itself, and um, which is anything that makes us feel like that sensation, right? So it doesn't need to be some life-threatening illness to be a disease. It's anything that's happening within or directly around us that makes us feel uneasy yeah and um looking for pathways to like combat that or like medicate that Mm. right so like yoga and meditation like i watch it happen um a lot around here is like you just because i spend so much time here and teach a fair few classes here it's like i see people come for their first time and then I just watch them, like, and it's, like, so dear to my heart to watch, like, the people just grow. Mm. Like, they just, and, like, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I just turn up and throw a sequence around or whatever, and it's, like, 
the people that are turning up are doing the work. Yeah. Dead, mm. and it's just amazing to watch it unravel. Like, and mm. like I, I watched it with you. Mm. Like I remember when you first came, you you hide up the back and the back corner. Still kind of do. <laughs> Still kind of do. He's not like Brett's spot. This is my yeah. spot. Yeah. But and then I just watched it take place. Like I just watched it go from um, like a task. Yeah. To like or a grind to mm. something that's super pleasurable for yeah, you. It is, mm. yeah. We get a lot of enjoyment coming here, and mm. the I think like I, I neglected to mention too the battle that that was kind of happening was was this this disagreement between my mind and my body. Mm. You know, like I've never experienced agreement between those two things in my whole life. Mm. You know, um, everything physical I've done seemed to be. At, like require effort and, and like unless it served um, the other part of me somehow yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah there was always a battle you know mm. got to get up oh, really then I go into that you know those negotiations that's yeah. that's when I open my eyes <laughs> in the morning straight away it's on you know got to eat something oh, and again you know um, got to got to get in and have a shower, you know, again. And then throughout the day, that would happen a hundred times in a day, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, here, I've learned how to to bring about some um, some unity there, mm. you know, and some peace. And and um, and that's, I mean, that's just on its own. That would have been worth coming here for, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Mm. Well, that's what yoga is, yeah, isn't it? It's like the definition of it when. Um, these things, the the body and the mind and the spirit are no longer separate. Right, yeah. And we find a pathway that brings these things into harmony. Mm. So we're no longer in battle. These three parts of ourselves aren't in battle with each other anymore. Who's ruling? It's like each part has their place and Mm. their role and they're working together. Yeah. Yeah. So in those moments, surely we're all human and things Mm. happen, but we're those moments where that conflict is happening begins to extend yeah we have extended absolutely extended peace and and looking back at those earlier years in my life that like i can see the times where that was that was shattered and blown apart Mm -hmm. you know like the body mind and spirit was sent in all different directions and totally you know so um and then the next 30 years was about that coming back together (laughs) and it happened here on the floor on the mat yeah which was yeah, it was pretty radical. I'm, I could have saved myself a lot of money coming here to begin with, I reckon. <laughs> a lot of money, a few years in jail. Yeah. Salvage some relationships. <laughs> totally. It's, it's pretty easy, isn't it? It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like the, the most simplest pathway to where, where we want to get to, but it's usually the last thing we'll try. You bet. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go through all the other stuff first to make sure this is going to yeah. work yeah. properly. Yeah. Well, that, that resistance, doesn't it, has to get worked out somehow so yeah yeah thank god i survived (laughs) yeah Yeah, we're grateful to have you Mm, thank you yeah well thank you so much brett for my pleasure sharing your story and your knowledge and your experience and um thank you for being part of our community because big part yeah what you've what you've received as you said receiving and giving are one and the same you've Mm. given so much as well just by being present and by showing up every day and and struggling 
gives mm. other people permission to show up every day and struggle as you well. Yeah. <laughs> gives me permission to show up every day. <laughs> oh, I better better get in there. Brett's going to be there. I better show up. <laughs> Got to show up. So you give other people permission. Yeah. As well. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. My pleasure. Awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to our podcast. I hope something landed or opened up for you during that conversation between Murray and Brett. If you want to find out more about us here at The Open Mind Space, you can head to theopenmindspace.com.au, find out about our weekly classes, our online or in-person workshops that we hold monthly. You can also check us out on Facebook and Instagram, The Open Mind Space. Look forward to connecting with you guys again soon.